Hello, welcome to Podcasting is Praxis, um, an episode that almost didn't fucking happen. <laughs> By the end of it, I'd be surprised if all four of us are left. Yeah, we've just spent 45 minutes trying to troubleshoot fucking audio issues, keyboard shortcuts, and a million other fucking stupid things. So we're finally here. The universe, exasperated. The universe itself here. is trying to keep us out of the zone. Um, yeah, so <laughs> on this cursed fucking episode, I have with I'm David, and I have with me Rob. Hey, yeah. Jamie. All right. And Alistair. Good to speak to you all. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Rather than screaming into fucking Discord. Fuck's sake. Oh god. Right. Okay. Let's just fucking kick off, shall we? Let's actually try and get some fucking content yeah. out of this. So, um, news nuggets. Rob, what have you got? Yeah, news nuggets. Yay! There was a big tweet thing and also an article in the Financial, the Financial Times by Peter Foster about how hard um, Brexit has been on the uh, au pair childcare market, uh, which was <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh no, people having to raise their own kids. <laughs> I mean, uh, pretty much, uh, Jamie, you're right. Like, there's uh, people complaining about having to, to raise their own kids. And the amazing part was, I think it was in tweet number two or something. It's in the article as well. He was saying, like, this is, it's really bad because um, it'll be very hard on nurses, doctors, and the police to, to find a new au pair <laughs> nanny rather than, like, pay an actual childcare professional. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> yes, these are, these are people who, well, I mean, nurses and... Is a particularly farcical example, but I mean there are doctors, consultants spring to mind who earn yeah, fantastical yeah. wages. But like, not every doctor is a fucking consultant, and not every fucking police officer is a like a like yeah, a, a sergeant or, or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose some of these people could conceivably um, have had au pairs, but. Like my my mum and dad were both in the police, and no, I did not have a fucking au pair. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, there's like forty five thousand families in the UK that regularly regularly make use of of au pairs, and it's fucking mental. Like uh, it says it in the article, but I did a bit a quick little bit of of background reading, and she's like. Apparently, the the thing was because they were not technically workers; they were like exchange students. Um, so what? all you had to give them was like room board um 100 quid of pocket money a week which is pocket money nowhere mentioned yeah yeah, yeah. and and what is referred to as language lessons which i'm assuming is the mum of the house screaming at them because whatever one of the kids hasn't behaved very well or some shit <laughs> do you know what? i i i uh i stayed at uh some two two of my friends are like house sitting uh for a family that had had an au pair and I don't mind telling you the house was fucking enormous and it was in yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like Hampshire so um that's yeah, the but one of those people's dads drove a van so they were in class <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I love to receive the hereditary trait of white van man <laughs> yeah I mean but it's an ex- fucking extraordinary story because like these fucking people are caterwauling and as you say like they're giant houses in, in Hampshire and shit and the guy mentions in the piece that uh, you know like doctors and nurses and police officers but then he goes on to like quote people who have au pairs and one of them is an oil trader and the other is a couple both of whom are NHS consultants like alright that's this is who we're talking about sort of the earth working class careers yeah, yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't ask that guy that runs the fucking like runs his own working class pizza shop or whatever the fuck it was. 
Oh, oh Andrew Twentyman. Ah, uh, that that can't. <laughs> oh, uh, what's her fucking name? Helen Piss. Helen Pid. Yeah, Helen Piss. Mm. Yeah, um, but as it turns out, uh, there was some. It was a bit older, but like I was just curious because there were some cunts on 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 Twitter going like, "Oh no, it's actually really good because like we have this rotating cast of seventeen-year-old girls looking after our children, and it's actually really nice." Uh huh. Um, Mm-hmm. And I'm so, scan those hard drives, fuck me. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just a bit curious, like, what the actual thing is. So there was some research done in 2014 by Birkbeck University by somebody called Dr. Rosie Cox. Just wanted to, you know, no, just to, you know, give credit where credit's due. And actually what it turns out to be is not so much a cultural exchange, but that the average au pair works 38 hours a week for 108 quid. Um, is usually like it's not their first au pair time. It's usually their second, third, fourth, or fifth. And that weirdly enough, and I, can, you know, well, I can imagine reasons for it that the au pairs um, from Western European countries uh, are paid much better and treated much better than those from Eastern European countries. And I'll just like leave you to draw your own conclusions there. Hmm. I love to have like essentially an indentured servant who cannot do anything yes, yeah. except what I tell them to for peanuts, uh, who has been doing this for a long time for some mysterious reason. Yeah. So people got extremely salty when you called them live-in serfs and they were like, no, no, mine, you know, can stray off the land every second Friday. I treat my serfs extraordinarily well. I give them many, yeah. many but, uh, <laughs> quarrels of grain. I don't know what the fuck Uh, another great fucking success I know I've been talking about this fucking story for a while now but that's because it's extremely gross um, and I think it deserves repeated mention Uh, while we were catastrophically fucking around we're trying to get the recording going tonight um, there was another vote uh, on the Spike Ops bill today in House of Lords Um, we mentioned it last time the, the House of Lords had sent it back to the House of Commons with some amendments saying, please don't uh, allow pe- the security services to authorize rape, torture, murder, and use of child soldiers. Um, and then the House of Commons overwhelmingly voted it, those amendments down. So it went back to the House of Lords in like the shitty version. Um, and now that the one with the shitty version has uh, been, been voted through. And the reason why... Um, is that in the House of Commons, the Solicitor General, whose name I can't fucking remember, uh, argued that banning certain crimes, by which we mean rape, torture, murder, and child soldiers and other things, uh, could risk the safety of confidential informants. Um, So, yeah. So the reason I'm bringing this up is that it's, of course, extremely gross. Um, But the specific reason I'm bringing this up is that uh, Labour whipped its peers to abstain um, on this. No. On rape. (sighs) Fucking Keith. Yeah, and we're not doing a Labour episode, so I'll promise that to our listeners, but this is just the the one thing. The human rights lawyer, Sir Keith Starmer, votes to, uh, whips to abstain. Fucking, stick that on the fucking front page, boys. Like, what? I, I, I just... Every every single thing. I know. I know. We're not meant to talk about. I'm fucking meant to talk about labour at this point because it, you know it's. it's I a mean, honestly, flush. at this point, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to stop recording for ten minutes. So I'm going yelling them to fucking resign on Twitter. <laughs> I, it's just every every single fucking thing that comes out of the literally every single thing that comes out of the Labour Party that, uh, 
at this point is just either an embarrassment, a disappointment, or like a tantamount to a crime the against thing, humanity. The thing is, the thing is, right? If if enough of us run to the barricades and bully them on Twitter over this, they'll be fucking doing like another leadership reset in the morning. The fucking Keith Hive will be on our heels, I'm sure. Like, they care about as much about uh, dipshits yelling at them on Twitter as fucking Kamala Harris does for some perplexing reason. Like, our podcast, which receives less than a thousand listeners per episode, has, for some reason, acquired political capital. And that is entirely <laughs> the fault of the current Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you'd like imagine that like even on when you've received an instruction to abstain, right? This and again we're talking about rape and murder and torture and other things that maybe, you know, I think I'm not sure, but I'm not sure Labour can like remove you from their House of Lords. Like they can't boot you. Like once you're in there, you're just in there like a fucking deer tick. So like you could just rebel on the bill, like and just fucking vote against it, right? I mean, you know, you do have a moral moral conscience of your own. No, you don't. So You're there's in a the hum- house of lords. Yes, yeah, yeah. prerequisite. <laughs> Fuck me. If you had a, if you had a no. moral conscience, you'd just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So there's 180 Labour Lords um, and eight, only 18, so 10% of them voted against this bill. The rest abstained away. Um, but yeah, the only reason I'm mentioning this is like, otherwise it's complete monsters everywhere. It's just like one of the people who voted against this and like I genuinely had to do like a fucking double take was Andrew Adonis. <laughs> and Wait, I he, don't, underst- he I voted don't understand against that. It. Yeah, he rebelled against the, the, the Labour Party and voted against. Oh, but... He's, he's but probably got some like fucking 19, di- 19 dimensional chess system in play where if he... Like if he... If he votes against this somewhere down the line, the dominoes fall in such a way that Tony Blair comes back to fucking like wank him off or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be purely Tony would have worded it better, and that's why he's voting against it. Probably, yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. When when Tony when Tony was in charge, no one ever called him like no one ever called fucking uh, Big Andy Adonis a fucking like bald prick on Twitter, did they? No, probably not. No, they didn't. Is it, co- <laughs> is it coincidence that like Blair resigned just before Twitter was like invented? <laughs> makes probably you, not. Makes you think, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's turning to more sort of immediate things, which are prob- maybe even probably even of of I won't say of use, but of information to. Us and to our listeners, um, there was some talk that m- sort of like the Americans... Really, really uh, selling that there, like, mate, you know what I mean? Well, it might not be yeah. useful, but it, you can't <laughs> deny it exists. <laughs> I know, I, I, I exist to exist. Um, is to is that there was some talk about maybe, like the Americans, there would be a thousand quid emergency um, universal credit payment, huh. you know, just like to give to people. Um, As if. if you... Yeah. Um, so there was talk of that. And uh, the secretary for the Department of Works and Pensions, Therese Therese Coffey, um, was asked about this in committee and said uh, that they will not be doing that because if they, people get a thousand quid, uh, it might well, stop yeah, them they'll, from... they'll not work. Do you know what I mean? And if they don't... Like, it's like bears. Do you know what I mean? If you give people money, <laughs> they just like, become dependent on it and they don't forage also, for money themselves. More to the fucking yeah. point. What What jobs... We, uh, yeah. just what what how I mean 
I mean, you know, insert Zizek here, like ideology. What what fucking jobs is she uh, is the, the to jobs, be expected? Jobs, jobs. <laughs> yeah, like, f- fucking always always sunny in Philadelphia. Like f- get into a job cannon and fired out into job land. Like it's, it's cyber, mate. It's cyber. Yeah, it was one of Keith's many fucking leadership resets, wasn't it? Jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. I think that was yeah, number fucking... three. Yeah, number, four, number three in ongoing series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the uh, so it, it because nobody's getting a thousand quid, they are considering maybe keeping the extra twenty quid a week COVID top up on the universal ah. credit, but that's going to end um, in April. Uh, probably, you know, and with no guarantee that that's actually going to oh, be renewed. See, no, but you see, they're, they're taking that away, but also they're going to raise, like, benefits by, like, 0.5% of a percent or some shit. Oh, but then nobody's going to get a job if they have 0.5% more money. If you're on the um, the state pension, that's not a benefit, so you get, like, an extra, like, fucking 60% or some shit, do you know what I mean? I'm really encouraged that Immortan Coffee is now in charge of the DWP. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a fucking monster through and through. I mean, like, it's only because Pretty <clears throat> tells around that people don't notice, like, how much of a fucking genuine evil yeah, human being from, she from is. From the, like, black hole, like, hawking radiation emitted by... Um, <laughs> Pretty Patel, it is it is very difficult to see the like neutron star of, of <laughs> despair that is Therese Coffee off in the like slightly behind. But I mean, we're talking about jobs, jobs, jobs. But there are going to be jobs, jobs, jobs. I'm I'm, I'm pleased to uh, report um, because what the UK oh, or good. at least uh, Northumbria County Council. Um, no, sorry, Cumbria County Council has done. Um, and I'm super proud of the UK because it's really, you know, up, cutting and modern is we're going to open a brand new coal mine. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> is the intention that we're going to fucking power the UK off of the spinning of Margaret Thatcher's grave? <laughs> I just... I just it's, it's, it's so funny to me. We just, like... Just treading upon rake upon rake, just doing the stupidest shit that we can possibly imagine. Like, like the reason like cl- like closing all the fucking mines was bad wasn't because necessarily the miners couldn't mine coal anymore. It's because the miners didn't have a job anymore. Mining coal is bad. Why are we? Why are we li- quite literally going back to the seventies on mining coal? Somehow, even making it even worse. Would you rather? Would you rather go back to the seventies on the bins? <laughs> you fucking Stalinist. Yeah, when when the dead were unburied and walking the street. Um, oh. No, so this apparently. It's, it's not coal for heating, but it's coal for industrial uses. And it's really weird because, like, the, the operators have got miners in this country. No, no coal oh, for yeah. recreational use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you say it's not coal for heating. I just like the idea that, like, you know what I mean? It took, it took us, it took us, like, over a decade of living in the, We moved into this house in, like, 2000, this council house. And it took, like, it was the 2010s before we managed to get them to, like, come around and put gas in. Rather than like a coal fire, and um, do you know what I mean? It's like they're just going to come back around and forcibly reinstall coal <laughs> <laughs> just for the sake of jobs, jobs, jobs. 
Oh, you, you, you're going to get like um, <laughs> fucking Therese Coffee's just going to come around and be like, no, you're going you're gonna to take this fucking coal fireplace and you're going to like it. She's well. She's welcome to come around. She can live in the fucking cupboard that we pay, we have, we we get like a, a bedroom tax reduction for. <laughs> you could technically you could technically fit a bed in there if you stood it on one end. So you know. Like, so this like, this it like, might it might not look like much, but it would be considered luxurious on the international space station. You fucking pricks. Look down south. Down south, we're used to having a bed that is exactly measured to your body shape. So. You should consider yourself lucky that you have a bed that has uh, enough room in a third dimension to be on its end. <laughs> well, I mean, but you have the great fortune that you can reach your kitchen while lying in your bed, which is, uh, you know, a lot of people would kill for that kind of convenience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes I accidentally leave my laptop on my hot plate, but, you know, um, that's a sacrifice <laughs> I'm willing to make for the uh, princely sum of £900 a month for a uh, two-square-metre-sized room. <laughs> Yeah, so the the, 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 cherry, the cherry on top of this particular fucking uh, mining pit is that the uh, UK is hosting the big international follow-up to the Paris Climate Accord in November. Oh, is, it, is that raising some eyebrows, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's raising some eyebrows. Um, I mean, I don't know why other countries would still look at the UK for fucking anything, but there's not an unreasonable argument to be made, you know, when like develop when developing countries who were all telling them like not to burn their rainforest and not to dig for coal, uh, you know, and the host country is actually opening a new coal mine. Um, well, I mean, it's just... There's uh, more money I think, for you, I think we more can money for me, fuck you, you know? Point, like, there's not a nation on earth that takes anything Britain says or does seriously. Do you know I what sincerely I mean? hope so, yeah. Like, I mean, this we are we are the country that quite literally invented the concept of gunboat diplomacy, so it's no surprise that now I mean, that we can't, I, I we're not allowed that, to... I don't know what that is. That sounds like something <laughs> you have to read to learn about, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the idea of parking a boat off the coast of a, a colonial... Uh, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a colonial like a, like outpost a... and being like yeah I mean you can say that you can uh, reject these terms of this deal that we're offering you or, but mm. we've got a big old fucking gumbo parked by you, po- yeah. parked outside you, your you, window sure you could choose not to import this opium and give us silver but you know we do have all these guns trained trained at your capital that's pretty much gunboat diplomacy yeah and uh, now that <laughs> now that you know that's somewhat frowned upon um you know, it's no surprise that um, the enterprising nation that is the UK. It's not really that surprising because all the boats just fucking sink in hot water these days. So, oh yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't help, does it? I mean, you can you can you can torment pretty much just everywhere within a twenty mile radius of Portsmouth, but that's about it. A fucking aircraft carrier off some off someone's course and just go. Well, you you can t- reject the terms of this deal, but we've got a bunch of fucking like navy guys running up and down the deck with their arms out, going <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to piss those guys off the Queen Elizabeth II yeah yeah the amazing that's a great bridge that. yeah it is actually uh, thank you uh, now while we're on the Queen and water which is a weird combination but here we are uh, I'm, I'm taking it as a bridge um, the uh, mentally Crown picturing Estates. you riding riding the Queen down a water slide now <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll get to the water slides later in this episode, I think. Um, but the, the Queen has uh, and the Crown Estates have just earned themselves a cool 220, 220 million quid um, from selling uh, seabed rights to offshore wind farm developments. <coughs> and the reason I mention this, which I didn't know because who the fuck knows these things otherwise, is that apparently 
all the seabed of the UK coast is technically crown territory. So if you want to build a wind farm offshore, you have to pay Brenda. Fuck. Normal. Sick. That's very normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to well, build my. I'm going to build illicit wind farms in international waters. Why? Why doesn't she just fuck <laughs> off and have like and and live on the seabed? Do you know what I mean? If it's if it's like her territory, just fucking. I, uh, do you know what she can go? She can go and she can live on the seabed off the coast of the Falkland Islands and like you know trade train their uh, trade their squid for them or something. <laughs> she could have that. Uh, which James Bond is it? Is that octopusy where they have that giant undersea layer that sort of rises up out of the ocean? I think you know she could probably pay. I for don't it. think that's oct- octopusy. Is the one where Roger Moore dresses like a sad clown? <laughs> HMRC <laughs> Lab twenty 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 one. <laughs> that's pretty good like oh. <laughs> yeah. but apparently I mean this is also sort of with a little bit of a callback to, to the last half episode that we did about British Green the British Green Revolution this is the first time in a decade that like the UK sold off any sites for wind farm development so for 10 years like nobody's just built any wind farms which just it just blows my fucking mind again and because well, they, like, were too, they were too busy trying to uh, get all the fucking uh, solar panels sorted out, weren't they? And uh, whatever yeah, the fuck his yeah. name was in Dartford, fucking... Trevor in Dartford, um, you know, he's got his hands full now. They've got to get, got to get cracking with someone else while he's got his 100,000 solar panels to get installed. Well, weirdly enough, one of the reasons might be in relation to the previous story well, is one that... Of the reasons, in... One of the reasons no one's built any wind farms might be that you don't actually have to do that to get, like, fucking grants from the government or something. You, if you just... If, no, you went to, if you went to school with Boris and you say you're going to, like, do fucking green energy, you can have a big sack, like, a big fucking, like, burlap sack with a pound sign on it, just, like, dropped off at your front door every week. But you don't actually have to, like, make any progress. That would that would just be... That would be uncouth to, like, record... Do you know what I mean? To ask how things are going. There's there's no need there's no need to micromanage like fucking you know what I mean big Toby big Toby's fucking windindustries.com or whatever that would just be unseemly <laughs> we can just trust him to get on with it you know what I mean he's he's a good he's a good sort yeah but the reason I I was referring to have more to do with uh, supply because when we were talking about that mine just now one of the reasons the government said we have to open it is because with that type of coal um, we need that to process steel so we can build wind farms so. This is are like you, settlers. You, are you, you need a are farm. You, are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that what is, we should that do... Is, that is genuinely <clears throat> asinine. What we should do... What we should do is annex Denmark and build the wind farms out of Lego. That's... <laughs> I'm I'll sorry. I'm it. still. I'm still fucking reeling at this. Um, like it, it has to be this specific kind of coal. Um, oh. Like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, has, it has to be that specific kind of coal because they, they wanted to burn the poor for fuel and we all got mad at them, so they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it really is our fault, isn't it? As someone, as someone that knows literally anything about chemistry, I'm just rubbing like, my temples at this. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's just like settlers, right? First, you need to build the mine, to build the farm, to build the wind farm, and then you know everything's gravy. It just, it I think it works like that. I love to play Sim City with uh, an actual fucking actual fucking state. <laughs> oh, are we just are we just naming random games? It's kind it's kind of like Lemmings when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Why why don't why don't we hire the fucking the orc peon from Warcraft two? I'm sure he could do a better job. <laughs> well, he, well, he's well, we're on the topical video game comedy, like, do you know what I mean? Uh... <laughs> Have I pissed you off by oh. mentioning a video game? <laughs> Um, I no. just can we get to the fuck can we get to the fucking like <laughs> point of this episode you drag me out of fucking bed after three hours sleep like um, can we just get to the bit that's like <laughs> we can actually I was literally well well Alistair was mentioning the word SimCity I was gonna do a fucking bridge but then it Does went anyone, into... anyone have any more fucking like you know hilarious banter about Jet Set Willy before we crack on <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's not impressed uh, fucking tired yeah. man do you know what I mean? Can we just fucking move this along? I want to go back to bed. All right. Fuck it. Uh, why not? So, convenient. No, whatever. Um, this is, listeners, this is take two. So, that's why. Um, it's take, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed off about it because it's going to be shit. It's going to, do you know what I mean? It could be, wait, the thing is, we can put this out and it might be like, people might go, oh, this is fucking, this is solid gold. And I'm always going to know that like in my heart, it wasn't as good as the James Spade and Memorial Cum Cafe that we did last week and then lost. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking pissed off about this already. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. Fuck it. All right. So just to bring it back, uh, dear listener, if you're still listening, um, we've done a couple of quite heavy episodes, and I want to tell you uh, a new st- a new story which involves urban renewal in coastal communities, not involving mining, uh, 90s Eurodance music, toilet paper, the call of Cthulhu, and tourist attractions in Switzerland. Um, I can't even begin to imagine... Bleh. I can't, let's try that again. I can't even begin to stress how much I've not made any of this uh, shit up. So I invite you all, um, some of us for the second time, to join me at Blackpool Central, the latest and possibly the most totally bird brain scheme uh, <laughs> yet devised to re- revitalize the uh, the red wall or whatever. I mean, so, I, I know I know we did this like a week ago, but fortunately I've actually pushed all of the details out of my brain. So I'm pretty much coming into this with a clean slate. The story I want to tell you tonight is about Black is about the Blackpool Central project, uh, which is going to be built. It's got all the permissions now, and it's going to be built um, right in, next to the Blackpool, Blackpool Tower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the center um, of Blackpool, is maybe. Yeah, yeah, in the center of, uh, but you know, localize it. Maybe you have listeners in Blackpool, whatever. Um, so the local council there um, has is now using compulsory purchase orders to secure land to build a. 300 million quid new entertainment complex and has just signed a 250 year lease to redevelop hmm. the Blackpool shore. Now, correct me correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but if I recall correctly, this land that they've compulsory purchased uh, is somewhat close to the shore. It's pretty much um, literally on the beachfront. Is it, like, is it <laughs> part of the Queen's seabed? <laughs> no, it, 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 it will be in 250 years, but uh, not yet. No, I wonder. I wonder if anything, anything about the the level of the sea might change between now and 250 That's, years in the future. It's, it's fine. They can just winch it up the tower to keep it dry. <laughs> to be fair, one of the the, well, the state the they can use the coal to turn the turbines to power the winch to yank all this shit up the, the tower. It's genius. Why didn't we do this before? You know. To be fair, uh, one of the reasons Blackpool Council said they want to do this thing is to draw tourists in for the coming century, and I would go there. (laughs) So they can never leave (laughs) for the next hundred years. 
just a giant, like a giant fucking magnet that attracts <laughs> a, attracts like fucking dipshits with money to burn. There's a bunch of stuff going on on this site, but the main tenant of this redevelopment will be the Chariot of the Gods Entertainment Park, which is an indoor theme and adventure park. Um, not Chariots on, of Fire. <laughs> yeah, no, not Chariots of Fire. Chariot, Chariots of the Gods. Uh, important difference. Um, and they're based on, on a series of books from the 1960s and 70s by a Swiss author named Eric von Daniken. Now, of course, you know, 1960s Swiss author books, that's already sounds like a fucking Swiss winner. Swiss author books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's better than um, it being based off some book I've never heard of or that book, that book series that Mitch Ben did, which... <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Lord. We may do an episode on this. I am actually reading the fucking thing. <laughs> I am I am campaigning yes. hard against that episode. See, see what it is? If we do an episode on if we do an episode on this, I'm picking the guest and it's that guy from the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> what Brendan owned? Oh, no, the Brendan fucking James. the guy the guy that yells you must not read from the book. I'm just gonna get him to come on and just shout that at you for an hour. <laughs> Uh, so the, this this project is uh, uh, the the developers behind it. Um, the first part is a company called Media Invest Entertainment. Uh, they own the intellectual property oh, rights. I, to I remember ch- them. They did that Michael Schumacher dance song, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they own the intellectual property rights to Chariot of the Gods, and the man behind Media Invest. <laughs> I mean, the is word an- intellectual is badly misplaced in that fucking <laughs> yeah. sentence. Doing a lot of heavy yeah, lifting, well, isn't it? Yeah, but much more about what Chariot of the Gods is uh, in a little bit. Remember, uh, remember man- when that fucking that dipshit um, is it? The guy? That, no, it's not the guy that died of COVID. It's a different guy, isn't it? But there was, it was that, like fucking, <laughs> there's been a few of those, Jamie. No, I mean the guy, the the American the the American guy, the Republican guy who was a Michael, oh, uh, not Michael Caine. Um, yeah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Herman Caine. Herman Caine. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, it's he's the one that died, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He it, was a, it was a it was a guy that it was a guy that was a candidate for you know when they had like seventy three fucking like presidential potentials that all like spilled out of a yeah. tiny car under the debate stage. <laughs> One of those was like a brain surgeon, and he said that the pyramids were used to store grain because he'd obviously like learned that from like Sid Meier's <laughs> Civilization. <laughs> oh, so it's all right when you reference a video game, is it, Jamie? Well, it, it's specifically like. <laughs> Specifically, the original like civilization when you built the pyramids, you got a free grain silo in every city. It did, yeah. <laughs> so, this, so, so the specificity guy, of the reference is what makes it acceptable. Well, okay, that's, I'll, that's I'll see literally how what he said was that the, the, they used yeah, yeah. the pyramids to store grain, and it was like, I wonder where you learned that fact, Mister Brain Surgery. <laughs> ben Carson, that's the fucking guy. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so Eric for reference, right. for reference, this fucking chariot of the gods guy is stupider than him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the man, again, the man behind the project uh, on, on the development side, one of them is an Austrian pop music mogul named Norbert Reichert, um, who lives in Monaco along with the other developer. And he made his money in 1990s Austrian we just bomb dance Monaco. music. Is there anything good in Monaco? Do you know what no, I mean? If just, we just bomb no, it, would, would no. anything um, of value be lost? Nothing. I mean, no. I think the only things of value are like people who evade tax in the it sense would make, that... It would make the Grand Prix more interesting, wouldn't it, if they had to like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like a blasted out hellscape. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Turn it into a fucking game of Mario Kart. Mad Max. 
<laughs> no, that other Jason Statham movie where he's in a um, in a prison with what car do you mean races. That other J- which Jason Statham movie have we mentioned for you to fucking? Like? He wasn't in Mad Max. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's, they're all. Are the you same mixing people. up Jason Statham with Tom Hardy? I think so. Yeah. I can't. I, I genuinely can't work out who that's a slam Jason on. Jason Statham is Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that oh. would that would be so much. So I mean, I like I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I don't care what anyone says. Do you know what I mean? And I and I I don't even. It's not even lessened for me by like looking back at what like a, a harbinger of things to come. It was that like people going, oh, you can't understand a word he says. And do you know what I mean? And then like Christopher Nolan going, well, I'll fucking show you when when you can't understand a word someone says. And then we get tennis. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Michael McCain just like shoveling fucking like microchips into his dish while delivering a fucking like monologue but um no I quite yeah. I quite like that but yeah t- fucking Jason Statham as Bane would be fucking incredible <laughs> I'd watch that I, li- no, I anyway. like how in the <laughs> I like how we're assembling oh, a new sick. cast for Jamie to direct <laughs> already I just like let's just let's just scrap this into a podcast about what famous like cinema roles would be better with like Jason Statham in them <laughs> oh. well, were we talking about a theme park at some point yeah we were talking about a theme were park we? the guy behind it who made his money in, in Austrian dance music and this time uh, I've, I've, I've cut a little snip of, of an amazing uh, album uh, amazing track by a guy called DJ Visage uh, called Schumacher 98 I think it's, I think it's pronounced Visage <laughs> uh, I, I, I prefer my one. Oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah this one, this song fucking slaps I just want to say some of the some of the lyrics to this song are fucking amazing. Like it um, fucking it owns. It's proper like ni- late nineties dance. It's fucking amazing. It's just, it's just like zero to a hundred in two seconds. <laughs> Schumacher has won. Michael Schumacher, Schumacher is the master of the world. Schumacher Weltmeister. No, it's all yeah. the, the commentary is all in German. That's what makes it. Yeah, even it's better. all in German. But like this, that's what the lyrics say. It's just like it's just the fucking commentary for a. For a fucking Formula One race in 1998, got just slapped over. A, um... oh, German, German, as everyone knows, is the language of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> now, for real, though, the Germans are like the funniest fucking people on earth. I love them. <laughs> the most, the most owned. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod before, but the most owned I've ever been in my life was um, <laughs> talking on like every voice good chat story with... starts like that. <laughs> Talking, talking on voice chat and there was a German guy and I mentioned oh I can I was like pissing around I was like oh, I can speak some German and then um, they were like oh really like and I went yeah and like the most basic German you know like a, there's a dog under the table I was like oh uh, ein Hund unter einen Tisch and the, and the German guy just goes like without missing a beat just goes my god your German's even worse than your English <laughs> 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 this is fuck me this recording um all right so the other to try to drag it back to the blackpool central uh theme park based on the <laughs> based, based on the, the fucking egyptian store and using the pyramids to store cyber grain <laughs> yeah pretty much uh the other guy is a, is a guy from the local area called alan murphy who made a huge personal fortune by turning uh recycled tissues into bog rolls um 
This was after owning a series of hair salons, I mean, and then the that sounds that sounds gross, but it's better than the other way around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he sold the bog roll conversion business uh, for about 150 million quid um, in 1997. And this guy now also lives in Monaco, so I'm guessing that's where they <laughs> met. Um, and he's probably worth more than 200 million quid today. Anyway, the entertainment complex as it stands will be based on unsolved mysteries of the past, such as who built the pyramids of Egypt in Mexico? Such, such as who greenlit this project? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a theme park that somehow just eludes closure at any point? Join us it's- in the mystery zone where we try and trace the finance and work out how much of it like went to fucking offshore accounts. <laughs> Is it some, a theme park that somehow just has an enormous Adam Curtis vibe? Uh, yeah, it will also feature. You know, if they want, uh, if they want a, 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 like a, a great like tourist, just, in, instead of these like massive fucking elaborate. Oh, it's going to be like fucking. It's it's going to be like. Um, Alton Towers, but from the future, like, you know what I mean? Like, shit with, like, laser yeah. projectors and all this bollocks. They should just do the, the classic, like, Americana thing of just a regular, like, item, but massive. Do you know what I mean? So, Blackpool, <laughs> you just build a giant ruler that, like, extends from the, from the beach up into the town, and every day, every year, you can, like, come on a pilgrimage to see how much higher the sea's gotten. Yeah. Oh, this is this is yes. like sort of you mean like the giant ball of twine or something like that? Yeah, like more. Uh, yeah, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> a ru- yeah, a ru- like, yeah, ruler proper, anticipating proper how Sam tall. and Max hit the roads vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have all the gamers on board this one. Do you know what I mean? Does any, anybody want to use any slurs? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so apart from the pyramids, they will also explain ancient cave drawings, the monuments of Easter Islands, oh, and I can, also... I can, a- I've got that one for them, do you know what I mean? Is it someone in a cave drew them? Nope, it's definitely not somebody in a cave drew them. No, for real though, the, the actual the actual conspiracy there is it's um, it's proof of Elon Musk's, like, we're all in the Matrix theory. Um, like, you know how cave paintings like they, they, you, you look at them and you go, is that meant to be? Is that meant to be a horse? What the fuck is that? That's actually it was actually like you know what I mean. It's like how art gets more realistic over time. It's because like you know the cave paintings look weird because like the the simulation was running on eight bits back then, and that's what a horse actually looked like. <laughs> that was good to know. We graduated from Minecraft horse to I don't know sixty-four bit horse. <laughs> To fucking Age of Empires horse, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll have some really fucking modern ass um, digital uh, shit with uh, well, like the a UK's Call of Duty modern ass digital shit. That's quite an image. <laughs> no, it'll have uh, the UK's first flying theatre, which is a ride that is a ride which aims to recreate that, the feeling that of human sounds flight. Sounds like some fucking Terry Gilliam shit. That like the flying theatre. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's, it's been done in other places around the world, um, and it will be fully I'm not even immersed- original. How derivative! Yeah, but it'll be the first one in the UK, and it'll be fully immersive with exciting onboard effects like wind, fog, vibrations, scents, <laughs> spritzed water, and more. Yeah, you I don't get this shit. Fucking exists. Like I, you don't I get just- that in Sydney's levitating opera house. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. They don't. They don't spritz you with scents. <laughs> who, who doesn't want that fucking hell so that's all uh, part of phase one uh, of the development which is expected to this whole thing by the way that we're talking about is expected by the developers and Blackpool Council to draw 600,000 additional visitors a year um, 
who will spend 75 million and create 1,000 jobs, none of which will happen. Um, so it will well, feature I mean, many fine attractions in phase one of four. It's, um, it's one of those. It's one of those things like, you know, oh, it's gonna it's gonna bring jobs to the area, and it's like it's. A, no, it won't. Isn't, it's ne- it, I mean, it's gonna bring jobs, jobs, jobs to the yeah, area, jo- area, area. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna bring it's gonna bring three Speed jobs. Way, way, way. <laughs> He's going to bring three jobs to the area, two yeah. of which are minimum wage, one of them which is for some reason paid like £200,000 a year. He's going to bring three jobs like- to the area. Job, job, job. <laughs> one of them is the manager, and the other two are the people who actually like push all the buttons and pull all the levers to make the rides go. And like, yeah, but there's one, guy, be- one guy that tries to steal the dinosaur embryos. <laughs> <laughs> And then since since the since they can't get the dinosaur embryos work and one guy that dresses up like a raptor to kill the guy who's trying to steal the dinosaur embryos. <laughs> there's a no, but there's gonna be like two hundred extra jobs in the British Virgin Islands to sluice all this fucking tax subsidy offshore and never <laughs> to be seen again. Jamie, where's where's um, Jeff Goldblum in your uh, rogues gallery of uh, film film and TV? <clears throat> ah, he's, he's he's all right. He seems seems likable enough. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have any like. Do you know what I mean? Incredible like. He's not. He's not James Spader, is he? He doesn't just only take roles based on how much of a pervert the character is. So. <laughs> oh. So 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 apart from the flying theater, which I think everybody can agree sounds fucking amazing, uh, there will be what, a. Was it, fir- wasn't there like a? Wasn't there like a a brochure you had for us last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just put the uh, oh, I've put oh, the link right. up in the show what, notes. What the fuck is a flying theater? It's it's like a, 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 a bunch of raked seats, so at an angle, but they're like on two like giant mechanical arms uh, in front of a giant big screen, and they project shit on on it. And so in this they've case, invented. <clears throat> so what they've invented is a ride in a cinema. What it basically does is like combine a fucking like roller coaster with laser eye surgery or something. Is that what you're telling me? It's not even. It's not even as good as a roller coaster. It's like you know those shit wall things at the shows that just like spring up randomly. Oh. Yeah, it's like that, but there's a screen, so you don't need to look at your shitty village where you're on the thing. This is where, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, this is fucking Christopher Nolan's going to insist we all have to go to one of these to see his next film, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've put uh, there's a doc, uh, as you kindly called there's it last doc? time, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie the the brochure. Uh, if you turn to page three, I've put a link in the in the Discord. Um, there's some images of what it looks like. Uh, I'm, in, I'm, genu- in- I'm scared to open this in case my computer deletes the recording again or something. Can <laughs> can I be excused? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> right, right. Well, hang on. Stop, 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 stop. Right, can we just like take two minutes so I can just fucking like uh, go and like spoon some fucking honey into my dish because my throat's like I'm, I, otherwise I'm just going <laughs> to get like more and more fucking like bronchitis as the, as the recording goes on. <laughs> Great, I'm back. How are you? Have you, got, have you got your honey crystal? Uh, just a giant <laughs> fucking block of honey, like out of like a terraria or some shit. <laughs> Stick that bad boy on a skewer, gnaw on it. Yeah. Shout out to all the bees. <laughs> 
Uh, right, where the fuck were we? Okay, we, we were talking about the uh, the flying theater thing. Um, yeah. Let me grab my notes again. All right, so the flight, yeah, so there's going to be the flying theater, and that's that's pool number the, one. The, the second ri- yeah, one. Yeah, the ride, the ride that is indoors with a screen. Yeah, um, which is going to be genuinely very amazing, is there's going to be a full love, on... Love vert- to watch Macbeth on a helicopter. <laughs> It's pretty much that. Like, imagine if Macbeth could Macbeth could also virtually piss in your face and then have that spritzed. Then you're just about there. <laughs> I'm gonna land my Apache attack helicopter at a drive-in movie theater. Stick one, <laughs> stick the little speaker in through the fucking window. Why not? Well, I mean, you're going to be able to do that and much more because they're also building the world's most advanced virtual reality experience. <laughs> oh, this is this is the one where you go and get to watch the original Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Stargate movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you get to play in it because it'll be a whole body, fully immersive, hyper reality, epic scale, free roam multiplayer virtual reality experience. See, you're saying all those buzzwords, and what I'm picturing is you get to move those microwave ovens in that Dire Straits video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fucking shit. And then, like, I mean, the, just... they, they find when the when the ride's fully completed in like twenty thirty four, you also get to move those color TVs. <laughs> but from from the brochure, it does literally just look like an amalgamation of Alien versus Predator and Stargate. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, in the brochure, it would be quite a crossover, but um, I don't think. I mean, yeah, James Spader's going to fuck a Predator. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's cutting about the joint in those fishnets. It's just like you know what I mean. It's it's fairly coming on to them. There's also going to be an alien-themed diner. Um, again, if you're listening, oh, yeah, you the, can't uh... you can't look along in the brochure, but we'll put all the pics of this stuff in the tweet thread underneath the episode post. So just so, go uh, and have a look. Yeah, on, I just, on I just some wanted of the to images. describe this to the listener. It looks like a fucking time lapse, like a long exposure picture of like a, a cityscape with all the fucking lights and shit at night. And yeah, just imagine that, and you've pretty much got like ninety percent of it. But there's a few more chairs. Yeah, but it's going to have uh, a fully automated roll-on. Um, what's it called again? A roller coaster service. Was that going to say like roll-on ferry or something like? That? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be. We've had to turn all our ferries inwards. Just drive no, drive your car into a cheeseburger or some shit. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. I believe they call it a drive-through. Some sort of ancient Egyptian dimensional portal that, like, fucking teleports the cars on and off the ferry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in 50 to 100 years, if Blackpool's still around, we are going to need a ferry to get to this fucking site because the rest of it will be swallowed up by the fucking ocean. Yeah, we're going uh, be... to need the Herald of Free Enterprise, that ferry. <laughs> but it's going to be really easy to find because of the big fucking ruler sticking out of the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. Out sea. Everybody knows where it is. We're, we're, <laughs> really on, we're really on, like, the fucking, do you know what I mean? This whole section's just going in the bin, isn't it? Like, you know? <laughs> doing Zabrugga Zabrugga comedy now like I didn't know the cargo bay doors were open and then the music from Seinfeld plays uh, yeah so the alien diner which does look fucking ridiculous um, will be a one of a kind with less feeling <laughs> You can never leave the zone once you've entered. (laughs) You can never leave Blackpool Central when you're in it. Um, So it'll be a -a one-of-a-kind place of fun, adventure, and discovery with hourly special effects, parties, etc., etc. It's going to be fucking shite. (laughs) Now, 
the, re- the 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 most amazing thing about this whole business is going to be um, the the content because we were talking a little bit before about the Chariot of the Gods books by Eric von Daniken. Um, essentially, the, the, this is like a foundation with you know all that bullshit about the, the pyramids were built by ancient aliens and all that kind of stuff. This book is pretty much the origin of most of that um, bullshit. Uh, yeah, and didn't he? Didn't he like get the idea from his mate who was like, you know what I mean? Definitely not a Nazi. No, that was his editor. Uh, his editor was a guy. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that was his editor. You fool. <laughs> uh, no, when he wrote the book in the six in, in somewhere in the sixties, his, edit- um, his editor, the completely normal uh, John Ubergruppenführer, or something like that. <laughs> Almost his editor is a guy called Uts Uterman. Uh, <laughs> Who used the uh, who who used the pseudonym when he was editing this for for good reason because Uts Uta- <laughs> uh, because Uts Uterman was the former <laughs> when he was fucking living in like South America. <laughs> no, because Uts I just want to say his name a bunch more times. Uts Uterman, <laughs> I'm picturing Uta from The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm too full of Nazis. Don't poke me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before he edited this majestic term, he was the uh, Schriftleiter, which I think is the editor of the Volkische Beobachter, which which was one of the biggest Nazi papers. And he was also a best-selling author under the Nazi regime. So, yeah. So it's guaranteed to be like a riveting read then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Essentially, the book Chariot of the Gods proposes a totally crackpot theory that um, all the big monuments from ancient times, so the lines of Nazca, the pyramids, the East Island statues, were all built by humans with alien technology or built by aliens uh, themselves. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to just like launch into exactly the same fucking like furious rant I did last week when we when well we you tried fucking this might before, as well but I just fucking I absolutely fucking despise this like ancient aliens whole shit like do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking pyramid! Oh, who, how how did all these people know how to build a pyramid? I don't I don't fucking know, mate. It's it's beyond surely beyond mortal comprehension how to like stack rocks and not have them like roll away. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like just picturing all these like fucking all these like ancient dipshits just trying to build like trying to build a monument where they start with a, like a one rock and then pile like four more on top of the next layer and it gets wider <laughs> and it just keeps falling over and they're just like oh <laughs> scratching their heads and oh we don't know what to fucking do here until a flying saucer comes down and like fucking turns it the other way up and then like you know what I mean? Trump trumpet noises play and like you know what I mean? They they learn how to store grain. Yeah, but first of all, they have to build the uh, the fucking landing pads that, for some reason, always uh, sprang forth from the ground. First of all, they have to research like fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like laser optics or some shit, and and then yeah, they can, a, like, I mean, build the, the, the cyber pyramids with a helipad on the top. Yeah, Leonard <laughs> Nimoy is for some reason narrating the entire thing. The, the the landing pad, weirdly enough, uh, according to this this theory, and also again, I can't stress this enough. The theme of this entire three hundred million quid development um, is all this ancient alien bullshit, and they believe that the landing pads were originally the Nazca lines in the deserts of Peru. Um, that they constituted an intergalactic landing strip. Uh, so that's part of the theory. Uh, you, know what, one of- <clears throat> you know what? A better theory is those lines. Uh, you know the fucking diagram we put on the Voyager probes explaining yeah. how to find how like explaining you know what i mean how to find us like the universe's biggest dipshits <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like oh here's here's some nudes and here's like a fucking map to our house like 
James Spader at NASA. Do you know what I mean? Just in charge of this fucking plaque. Yeah, stick it on everything that goes into space. I, I want this like as much coverage as possible. Um, yeah, but like, are you, are you trying? Are you trying to posit that the Voyager, the Voyager probe, is just an attempt to get laid? Is it not? Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the Nazca lines are just that. Like some fucking like alien race etched that on the Earth before they just fired it off into space to cause mayhem. Do you know what I mean? We're we're basically just like microbes that grew on the surface of some alien rocket ship, man. <laughs> In, in that sense, I mean, then the Nazca lines might be a warning for, like, other aliens to say, these people are too moronic and just fucking leave them alone. Abandon all hope. <laughs> this is not they... a place of honor. <laughs> no <laughs> no, no great deeds are commemorated here, but we are down to fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the virtual reality zone we will all be able you, to fuck you up do you, do you need a minute mate <laughs> oh mate fully, we oh. are full, just fully immersed in the zone now aren't we it's good <laughs> so one of my favourite bits is uh, uh, von Daniken in this stupid fucking book um, he said there's proof that extraterrestrials were on earth because because there's a um, an, an iron pillar in Delhi which is a really old thing in about uh, 400 after the birth of Christ there's an iron pillar that stands in Delhi and he says the proof that that, that constitutes um, uh, the aliens are among us is that it never rusts um, despite, also, having- I mean, it con- it conducts electricity, and they didn't have electricity back then. So, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, um, but when when confronted by the fact that it did actually rust and shown, you know, photographic evidence of the rust, um, Eric von Daniken just it was space rust. It could only have been put there by fucking like saucer people in no, conjunction no. with the reverse vampires. <laughs> He just changed his mind and he said, oh yeah, then aliens are not involved, but my theory still holds. But they could have been, and I think that tells us more than if, like, you know, we actually fucking, like, used our brains for a minute. So it's, uh, what, what, I wonder what his reaction would be if he ever saw, like, a piece of stainless steel. He's just staring into his cutlery drawer, like, fucking just, you know what I mean? Completely engrossed in all the myriad possibilities for how this came to be. All of which involved, like, a fucking alien coming down and selling them some forks. Maybe the Iron Pillar of Delhi is like intergalactic intergalactic infomercials where it's just like people with tentacles just waving at you going and it will never rust. (laughs) Yeah, you use it to open like fucking cartons of milk in some like hitherto unknown fashion that saves like, like saves you 11 seconds over the regular like method of opening a carton of milk. Whatever the, whatever the fuck they do on those like infomercials nowadays, do you know. Well, what Mike I mean? Gabe's would probably be interested. <laughs> One of the genuinely most bizarre—I mean, among the many fucking bizarre things about what I can't stress enough—is an actual thing that's in development. And Sorry, is- I just do you know what I mean? Just the, the convergence of like shit infomercials and like universal like fucking like sex ads. I've just you know what I mean. My brain just conjured the phrase "silly bang bus," and you know what I mean. I need a minute to process that. You could probably program a silly bank bus into the VR experience. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fucking cursed episode. (laughs) I I feel like we've really hit our stride now. (laughs) (laughs) It was was when Jamie conjured the image of a silly bank bus that we knew things were going well. (laughs) 
Yeah, just the like, do you know what I mean? When they make when they make like the they make the Hollywood like remake of the Sillip Bang adverts. He's played like Barry Scott's played by James <laughs> Spader. The, gr- the gritty reboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember uh, when this was a politics podcast? <laughs> <laughs> This is so much more fun. <laughs> I might just got uh, a fucking Nazi evolve. What more do you want? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so weirdly, like, I mean, among the many weird fucking things about this this thing that is actually being built and people are putting 300 million quid in is that it's been tried before and the, back then it was called the Mystery Bang Park. Bus. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it was called the Mystery Park, um, in, and it was built in Interlaken in Switzerland in the 2000s. It was opened in 2006. Uh, where it, was, it, had- it was basically it was basically just some like waste ground with the Silip Bang bus doing laps while Germans <laughs> commentated on how fast it was going. <laughs> Michael Schumacher behind the wheel. <laughs> Uh, no, unfortunately, oh. it wasn't that good. But it had like it was bigger. It was a big sort of circle, um, and in the middle was a giant orb. It was um, a big fucking circle with a giant <laughs> orb in the middle. Holy shit! Like, do these motherfuckers know how to party or what? <laughs> <laughs> was that was that fucking was that like King from Saudi Arabia just like, like outside pressed up against the glass? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking loves orbs. That guy doesn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so, so one of the lands also Imagine had if you a... sent him into space, do you know what I mean? And he looks back at Earth and just, like, gets a massive erection. <laughs> He's been living on a giant orb all this time and never realised it. Well, well, I mean, what's the difference between an orb and a sphere, Jamie? The fuck am I? Brian Cox. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you... this... <laughs> yeah, we swiftly onto this fucking theme park again. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this thing used to, I mean, it, it closed, uh, but it used to have, no. among other things, <laughs> yeah, um, it had, one of the lands was a giant model of Stonehenge that came alive with a laser show um, that revealed the secrets of the ancient stones. Stonehenge. The druids must be fucking furious. Stonehenge comes alive. Is it, is, is it secretly a transformer? It might very well be. Maybe all the the standing stones of Britain are are the tombs for Transformers. This could be. And it, the, no, the, the stones themselves are just the arms and legs, and the body is like actually under the ground. We're going to discover this when we try to like build a road tunnel through it or whatever. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, that, no. But um, according to von Daniken, it's not a a robot. Um, it is an intergalactic portal no, for. It's not a zooming. robot. That would just be madness. <laughs> Has this guy played too much fucking Minecraft? Because they look a bit like the fucking. Uh, what's it? The portal to the Nether or whatever. Like, <laughs> but yeah. So the uh, there was a land dedicated to Stonehenge. Another exhibit explored the Mayan calendar, which again, you know, that was a thing. If you remember that when that was going to end the Earth, I love to explore the calendar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and also the lost city of Atlantis. Now, oh, weirdly enough, I'm just doing. Mm. I'm just playing all the favourites really at this point. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the fate of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> now, weirdly enough, um, it was not the hit that the makers and designers of the park expected it to be. Well, um, <laughs> me fucking shock. What is it? <laughs> because they fucking came down. <laughs> um, b- before it opened, it had pre- they predicted that it would bring in 500,000 guests a year. So Brighton is 300,000, if you remember. Uh, in its third year of operation, it brought in uh, just 200,000 and uh, closed is in it- year... F- 
closing in year four. Is it abandoned now? Like that haunted Mr. Blobby theme park. Oh my god, that is... I just want to say, that is my favourite fucking, like, abandoned theme park. I, it I fucking mean, rules. Just, people are like, oh, well, why didn't they just tear it down? It's like, because it's fucking haunted. Look at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're clearly not going to build anything else there ever again. You're going to get fucking disembodied like, Blobby voice if you try. Put weird nodules around it, because, like, this is not a place of honour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, well, it's it's it, that's it what was they actually... should do instead of like trying to work out how to communicate. If you just put Mister Blobby outside the fucking nuclear waste dump, no cunts going anywhere near that. Like I guarantee it. Um, no, it was actually bought by a different company um, that did reopen it, and apparently it runs reasonably well today. But the reason I suspect that it runs quite well today is that the redevelopment they ran out of cocaine. Actually, no. they, they, they they rebranded it, and it's now about like fucking. Something Pretty other much. than like mad alien conspiracy shit. <laughs> Pretty much, they just stripped out all the mad alien shit and just made it into a normal. <laughs> it's just theme a park. giant barn. Come and look at the world's largest barn. <laughs> Loads of like fucking like Amish tourists just going through one. Mm, yeah, <laughs> two hundred thousand a year. Um, while while it was open though, when it was called <clears throat> Mystery Park and it was alien uh, themed, um, some some guy in the uh, Swiss Academy <laughs> called it a cultural Chernobyl, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> is, the, is, <laughs> is the Swiss Academy like the Klingon Academy? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just a fucking giant like Mr. Blobby elephant's foot in the centre. I mean, when I step foot outside my door, I do have to get, do one of those uh, ritual sword fights, the claw or whatever they're supposed to be called. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Cluedo. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to yeah. mandatory play a round of Cluedo before you can do your shopping in Switzerland. Damn, you're as fucked up, man. <laughs> um, and just one more tidbit of the just old part. Chasing which... all those like fleeing British tourists with a batleth. <laughs> Uh, just one more bit from, from this old park. Again, I can't stress enough. This was built. It was a massive fucking failure, but we're doing it again, but in Blackpool. Um, controversy struck again in August 2005 when Eric von Daniken uh, decided to have a special exhibition on crop circles and also a crop circle making competition. When the competition garnered no entrance... The park commissioner, the park commissioner, land surveyor, and artist to create a complex crop circle in a field near near the park. Um, and Did the, the whole fucking thing fall apart when they realised it's actually extremely easy to make some fucking crop circles? All you need is a bit of sh- bit of rope and some wood. Yeah, well, I mean, they hired this guy to do like a, a, a fake one just because their whole publicity stunt had fallen to shit. But the night before the artist was supposed to create his circle, another he was circle. abducted by aliens. <laughs> Almost. Shyamalan twist. Almost as good. Look, we, we hate all scabs. And. <laughs> this, weirdly enough, Alistair, this tale does involve scabbing um, because. <laughs> Because the night before the paid artist was supposed to create his circle, another circle mysteriously appeared in the same field. After after which several paranormal investigators came to Mystery Park. (laughs) So Mulder and Scully are on the scene. I mean, they've got nothing better to fucking do, have they? (laughs) I mean, mean, isn't this theme, the, the theme of these parks, like the mysteries are not solved so it's like mm. are you going there expecting like closure are you gonna what what's what's your end game what what's your exit strategy here there is none uh, amazingly uh the the people who apparently look at crop circles for a living and apparently there are who does people. that for a living 
They David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> Off of the grot. <laughs> oh, this is a really deep cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but they concluded that the mysterious crop circle was obviously man-made due to... Oh, quote, obviously man-made! <laughs> yeah, but due, quote, uh, due to, quote-unquote, obvious mistakes and crooked performance <laughs> of the crop circle. <laughs> I mean, what if you expect someone to train a horse to do it or something? <laughs> I think if you just put a horse on a string, you get there. Maybe that maybe maybe that's what part of the VR experience that you can hold a horse on a string. Um, <laughs> I don't think you. I, I don't think you need VR for that. Like not yet, anyway. <laughs> not until like the Blade Runner future where we've like made horses extinct. <laughs> so, so about ten to twenty years then, I guess. Um, so when when he was interviewed later by Vice News um, about the failure of the park, uh, Von Daniken blamed the park's critics, its location, and the lack of advertising uh, for the poor performance. Maybe, he suggested, the location should be nearer to a great city next to Hamburg or Berlin. So, you know, I think Blackpool's going to fulfill that particular Mother- criteria. Motherfucker, like, yeah. Like, have you considered maybe building your insane fucking conspiracy theory theme park near people, maybe? Um, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it makes, it makes sense if they build it outside my house, I'd be tempted to go. <laughs> <laughs> if they could just somehow build it outside everyone's house, and then everyone would go, it's... it's just Then we could never leave, essentially. They just need to fold space somehow. Presumably the ancient Egyptians can, like, fill them in on how to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. If we just build, like, a giant pyramid-shaped crop circle um, in, in the British countryside, <clears throat> we can we can just have everybody have their own uh, digital flying theatre space theme park. I'm, I'm just loving the idea of a pyramid-shaped circle. <laughs> this is like this is some like futuristic PG tips technology. This is not going I think I think they might call that a cone. Oh, fucking slow down, professor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, Mister Trigonometry. Oh. Anyway, I mean, obviously, they they got in touch with um, the Austrian dance producer, uh, Mr. Reichardt, um, and he made it... Mr. Visage, is that? No, it's not DJ. He's the producer (laughs) of DJ Visage. Um, uh, He made it very clear that the theme park, the new one in Blackpool, will be very different to the one in Switzerland. Yeah, Um, it's in Blackpool for a fucking start. (laughs) That being the chief difference. Uh, it, it was a great concept, he said, but it was opened in the wrong location, i.e. Switzerland. <laughs> to be fair, the Swiss are very bad at having fun. Um, and also, the fun element was missing, and my company <laughs> had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking held up at the border because of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking right on the back of a truck. <laughs> it's in the same container with all those fucking squid. <laughs> yeah. The fun, the fun element, though. Do you know what I mean? I can't wait to learn about how, like, you know, the the fucking Mayans invented the cheese grater at a foam party. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, do you know what I mean? A cricket hat with a whistle, while someone explains to me that, like, actually, the ancient Greeks like couldn't have invented the boat. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking just pounding techno music. <laughs> Now, I mean, you know, sort of heading towards the, the finish line of this fucking thing. Oh, thank um, fuck for that. <laughs> um, and it, as a development, like, it sort of makes... It, it's it, If you if don't... If you say this makes sense, I'm going to run to Switzerland and smack you. 
No. <laughs> no, but it, it's building a new theme park and putting like three to 400 million quid worth of investment in the center of Blackpool is like a really good idea because like it's a very poor town. A lot of people you know, unemployed. You know a better idea? Just give the people of Blackpool 300 million quid. Yeah, I, I they was would lit- spend it better than if they like you know what I mean. If you, Jamie, if you actually pissed three hundred million quid up the wall on some fucking Jamie, stupid shit about how you know what I mean, like all oh, the Sumerians actually were actually Daleks, you know, you know what I mean, and then like Blackpool itself gets like ten quid spent on chips or something. But Jamie, if there's one thing you know about this fucking country, it's that we are completely incapable of investing money into uh, like a deprived area unless it's some completely obscene, ridiculous boondoggle. If there's, one, if there's one thing I know about this country, it's the druids that built Stonehenge all had laser rifles and cogs on their hats. <laughs> it's the one thing they've just been getting wrong all these years. It's not white roads they, and they invented, they invented the soundboard David uses for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ancient stone monolith with fucking copper wires hanging out of it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is, as you say, you know, maybe we can redirect for 300 million quid in a better way uh, and not build a theme park around the belief of a person who thinks that the biblical cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were not destroyed by an act of God, but by aliens using atomic bombs. Again, that's in the books. So so when, when put some of this criticism to the uh, Austrian dance producer, Mr. Reichardt. Um, he said, no, 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 it's like, it's, this is actually a really good thing. Um, we expect some criticism uh, or some questions, that's fine. Uh, we just think that people can be a little bit tired of all the superhero stories and Hollywood stories, which have oversaturated the theme park market. People are looking for something new and unique. We, yeah, they're not. They're not though, are they? Because if people were looking for something new and unique, that Mr. Blobby theme park would never have failed. <laughs> you can say a lot of things about that, but it was it was fucking unique. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, one of its kind. Yeah, you you could you could say a lot of things like, "Oh, this is some Stephen King horse shit." Where did the exit go? <laughs> I love this as well. It's like, what are we going to do is like not build a, a, a new theme park built based on what, like the fucking Marvel franchises or something else that's like intergalactic fucking appeal. No, what we're going to do is build a new theme park in the center of a dying city. See, I think, I think that, that whole, oh, people are just tired of superheroes. It's it's the fucking Martin Scorsese thing again, isn't it? He tried to get the rights to do a Marvel theme park and they told him to fuck off. And now, he's, just, now he's bitter. I would fucking honestly go to like a theme park based on on, um, on the Irishman, where everybody yeah. just get like really weird <laughs> facial features. That's what the fucking VR's for. <laughs> so you can finally look your grandparents in the face without retching. I mean, if you want, if you want to build a theme park about the Irishman, you can definitely get Robert De Niro involved. I guarantee you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he fucking turns up to anything. Like, the, where do you think the actual cut-off point for Robert De Niro giving a shit about his career was? Because it's obviously somewhere before Rocky and Bullwinkle, right? I don't know. But he, God, that man's made so much shite. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave the last word to, to Mr. Reichardt. Um, we believe we have a very unique... Something can't be very unique. It's just whatever. Um, we believe we have a very unique offering here that does not exist anywhere in the world. Or indeed, maybe <laughs> this galaxy. Oh, fuck I like, off. I like, I like the implication there. No, I added there, that last because... bit myself about the galaxy. Well, I you like... fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do like the implication there that just because something's unique that therefore merits its own like it merits its creation you know completely like again we go back to the fucking Mr. Blobby theme park like that that is unique and did that need to exist we're gonna build a we're gonna build (laughs) a new theme because like otherwise where would God keep the souls of the damned in a jar (laughs) it's fucking ridiculous you know what I mean we're going to build a new the theme only park. Vessel, the only vessel, vessel capable of containing such anguish is a Mr. Blobby theme park. <laughs> it's just elementary fucking like supernatural occultism. Uh, we're going to build a brand new theme park in fucking, I don't know what, the, the Cotswolds, and it's going to be based on the actual experiences of the Boer War concentration camps. It's a unique offering that exists nowhere else in the world. <laughs> oh... Anyway, that uh, is tonight's tale of the Blackpool Central Development Project, based on the Chariot of the Gods, Ancient Aliens, horseshit coming genuinely. Yeah, you to... are now you are now leaving the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Mystery Park. <laughs> well, see you soon. To the dustbin of hell. I think see you soon. Maybe, maybe better. Oh fucking! Oh, I mean. It's going to be fucking wild, isn't it? Like, whatever, just build a fucking theme park. The best well, I mean, about. I, th- I think, I think that that went that went quite well, but it wasn't as good as last week. <laughs> David Spade's <laughs> Come Cafe. <laughs> David David Spade, yeah. yeah, that was that was definitely who we were talking about. <laughs> oh fuck you, hell! Is there any? Is there anything at the end of this end of this episode this week? You know what we should start doing at the end at the end of the, every episode is advertising another better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, why are you still here? What the fuck? Well done, well done. If you listen to the end, you pass the test. You now proceed to the next level of yeah. Welcome to the cast. Illuminati, motherfuckers. <laughs> Your place in the Mister Blobby theme park is sealed. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have some comment or commentary. Up. Oh, get in. <laughs> yeah, just to top it off, shall we? Um, <laughs> this is just a palate cleanser. Yeah, just to, yeah. just to like fucking capture this like fantastic energy we're all fucking carrying around after like. <laughs> 90 minutes of that fucking horse shit. <laughs> Jamie, I've got to be honest, I think this vibe is entirely your fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, you should, well, I, I highly recommend never sleeping. It's, it's fucking brilliant. Like. Oh, okay. Right, let's get started. So, um, just while I was doing my research on this, I did come across an article which was fucking useless to me for comment or commentary, but the title was great. Why are trans activists and a bookstore trying to cancel me? By Julie Bindle. <laughs> I just thought yeah, that was okay. yeah. I didn't. I didn't really read it. I skimmed it. It didn't look as if there was going to be anything worth pulling out of there. I just thought it was really funny that she wrote a whining article. In was the it? Where, where, was that in the Spectator? It was. Yes. Where else was yes! it? Yes. Fucking. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? Was. It's like it just fucking. Why are trans activists trying to cancel me by my mobile phone contract? <laughs> <laughs> is there like a hotline oh. you can ring to cancel Julie Bindle <laughs> where, they, where they plead with you like oh come on we'll we'll give you a month free if you stay <laughs> oh, no I've deci- decided to go uh, we'll, with somebody we'll, else we'll eliminate the Julie Bindle roaming charges <laughs> <laughs> would you like a second oh. handset at reduced cost <laughs> 
Anything to stop me from cancelling Julie Bindle, for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Anyway, were, we, were we doing yeah. some fucking comment or commentary? <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are. So first one. We copied the Chinese Communist Party approach to COVID-19 with lockdowns, and as each day passes, oh, we're trashing geez. more and more of our tolerant oh, democratic precedents and moving more towards oh, a populist oh. totalitarian state. This government doesn't make a move without checking focus groups, hence they are incapable of leadership, but must always follow. Comment or commentary up. I'd forgotten how much I fucking hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say fucking, oh, commentary at it's fucking, it's Toby um, Young or one of those fucking cunts. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards that as well. I'm going to go with Jamie on this one. Commentary. I think it's commentary, but I think it's a Labour MP. <laughs> it was actually a comment from the BBC News website. Ah. <laughs> Rather than treating us as grown-ups and trusting us to do the right thing, ministers and their cheerleaders have been turning the screw. Anyone questioning the wisdom of trashing the economy and suspending civil liberties is smeared disgracefully oh, as a COVID off. denier willing to watch people die. Comment or commentary up. This is Toby Young. I'm just going to guess Toby Young for all of them, to be honest, though, but this is definitely Toby. It's, you know what I mean? It's from Toby Young's fucking yes. illustrious, like, covidisn'treal.com or whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had that website, didn't he? He had he, that, where... like, that cha- endless chain of predictions that he went back and deleted because every single one of them was wrong. <laughs> Spent, like, a whole year going, oh, there'll not be a second wave. Oh, the second wave won't be as bad as everyone's predicting. Oh, I'm not really dead. Do you know what I mean? Just like on and on. No, well, if only you'd made that last prediction, then maybe we'd have uh, be a little bit better off. But finally, alas. Been free. yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's commentary. I'm going to say it's something to do with Julia Hartley Brewer. But yeah, okay. The, the problem I've got with that is there's like a there is a slight kernel of a point in there. But do you think pressing? Do you think Julia Hartley Brewer is the one that gave Captain Tom COVID? I hope so. Oh no, that was that really rich guy who um, flew out to, um, is it Barbados? It was Barbados, like, yeah, and then he paid off his own private security to just let him go about and break the rules. Yeah, that guy. That's <laughs> well done, that guy. But uh, I, I've completely forgot what the quote, what the quote even was. So I'm just going to guess commentary. At just say it was Toby Young. <laughs> so why don't we all just all agree now to just say Toby Young to everyone and just undermine the entire point of the enterprise? Have you joined this podcast to bring it down from within? <laughs> are you are you only just realising this? Has <laughs> there not been a pattern of a pattern of like sustained behaviour that gave it away? Like <laughs> podcast entryism is just a whole new game. I don't even know what politics are to be honest. I just I just turned up for the sport. <laughs> oh, so that one was commentaria. It wasn't Toby Young. It was Richard Littlejohn in the Daily Mail. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. The thinking yeah. man's Toby Young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard Little John, man. Fucking hell. Is he still extremely so, mad about the gays? Probably. Always. He's he's never not. Him and fucking Gary. Who remembers Gary Bushel? Whatever happened to Gary Bushel, eh? Do you know what I mean? That these name kids rings today with their, these, these kids today with their Rod Littles and their Toby Youngs, they, they just don't remember what it was like to have fucking Bluto from Popeye writing a fucking mutiny column in the sun. <laughs> oh. oh my God, David, I think you need to hit us with a new one before. 
the best thing about Gary Bushnell was he was, he was so shit for so long and then like he, he actually got his own TV show on some you know like in the late 90s when there were about 700 different fucking lads channels on Sky TV oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like Bravo or fucking or like you know what I mean Mensch or some shit like that now. <laughs> they gave Gary Bushnell like a fucking like a, a comedy the, like uh, a comedy fucking game show on there where he had lads on and he was like flanked by two dolly birds doing his like cockney fucking game show host bit and his voice was somehow even squeakier than Keith Farmer's <laughs> <laughs> moving on then from Covid um, let's have some stuff about the new GB News channel oh great oh, oh good <coughs> Fucking I'm man. sure there's going to be some perfectly down-to-earth normal opinions that someone's opined. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt that Andrew Neil's political views are different from my own, but I respect him as a political interviewer and commentator. We should wait to see what GB oh. News looks like before condemning it. Oh, I know. This is, this is... I, 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 I don't. I don't think. I, I, I don't want to like. You know. I think I'm hearing you. You're reading this, and I'm hearing it in Robert Peston's voice for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I mean, I, I'm go, I'm gonna say commentary, but like, I, this... I definitely do appreciate the person who just you know doesn't doesn't agree with the dog just barking at nothing, but he does appreciate the effort <laughs> with which he's going on with it. Uh, that was a comment from the Guardian. What the, um, right, right ballpark, I feel like. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, it is vital not to pre-cancel the mainstream right. When they start to flog fake news, they become a foe. Until then, while they are grounded in reality and committed to accuracy, they are not lesser foes, but allies. Comment or commentary <laughs> Every, I'm mentally, every, I'm like my internal monologue is reacting to every one of these with that like Laura Koonsberg gecko noise. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, she did that. You know, first. When Keir Starmer yeah. was like, "Oh, the, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is a pint and a haircut," and she just went. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear. Oh. oh well, you're you're in for a tweet when we go and dig that clip up on Twitter for you after the recording. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. She does sound it like is, she's like it her is fucking baffling, is what it is. <laughs> Just do you know what I mean? It's like I will now make the human laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it! Just get a comment. Uh, at this point, I don't even. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Wait, what do you think? Great, my energy is infectious. <laughs> any but any other bets? Um. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh. It's a comment. I've lost the will to live. I commentary. <laughs> <laughs> um. That was Zoe Williams. Oh, fuck in the garden. <laughs> oh. Oh. Right. Final one. Are we done? No. Last, last one. Treat. Oh fuck. <laughs> They hate women who refuse to conform to their ideology of gender fluidity. They hate the tabloid press and anyone who reads it, and they hate diversity of opinion. These mad bigoted attempts to slay GB News even before it is launched confirms why GB News is such an important initiative. At this point, anything that rattles the woke elites and questions their orthodoxies has got to be a good thing. Comment or commentary at. 
This is commentary at it's like they they built a giant fucking like clockwork machine to insert, inject Andrew Neil's spirit directly into the red wall itself and it came alive and rolls up out of the ground and is now like roaming the hillsides like fucking hur- hurling sheep at Londoners. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I commentary at why not? Well, was that not what I just said? Yeah, that's I'm, I'm summarizing. <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's uh, it's Sean Lawson, <laughs> friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> I would just like to say, fuck that guy. Yeah, oh. get in the fucking bin, Sean. Uh, that was commentary, and it was Brendan O'Neill for spiked. Oh, get well, over Brendan. Brendan, Sean, whatever, you need to same end guy. On a but the important the important question is: Was he wearing the hat when he wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, bullying works. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh. Right, are we? Are we? Can we finally knock this shit on the head? <laughs> I'm so fucking lutely we can. Uh, yeah, yeah um, um, just- champion. Mind how you go. <laughs> Yeah, just on your way out the door, uh, buy some of our fine merchandise. We'll put a link in the show description. Um, it, it's We've got t-shirts and shit. You want them. We've got them. Oh, All right. Yeah. Thank, thanks for listening. Are we at that point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. See you right. later, folks. Bye-bye. Listen to Trash Future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.